Do you want to win back 13 to 37 hours of your week every single week? If you do, uh, please join us. We are going to be teaching the foolproof method to identifying the bottleneck in your business and teaching you how to resolve it. We're going to teach you all about our three epiphanies around systems. Mike, where can people learn more and tell them about the, the program? Well, you're going to want to go to AutomateDelegateSystemize.com and you will learn our three epiphanies, which is automation sequencing, how to delegate and use a virtual assistant, and how to step back as a CEO using strategic retreat. So again, go to AutomateDelegateSystemize.com. That's AutomateDelegateSystemize.com and get more information now. Welcome back to the Better Than Rich show. I'm your host today, Mike Abramowitz, and I am here with what is officially our youngest guest that we've had on the show, but do not let the age fool you, okay? I've had a few conversations uh, so far with Trey, and he is about to bring the heat. Trey is a 22-year-old entrepreneur who has cash collected over $3 million in just over two years as an entrepreneur. This is a kid who had a full-ride scholarship for soccer, decided to drop out of college to pursue this passion, 4.0 GPA, the works. And he is known on Instagram, if you follow him at all, as for celebrity giveaways and a social media agency that he runs. A couple of the stats, he has helped clients and brands collectively add over 100 million followers. He has hosted over 80 plus celebrity giveaways. And he had two of those giveaways generate over 8.7 million comments. And what he does is he helps brands. He has about 300 to 700 brands that grow their accounts monthly. So he is uh, doing his thing on the social media to help these companies and these brands. He is also a full-time light worker who's a truth seeker and a truth speaker. Uh, and his mission is to help others live their dream life along with aligning them to their God-given purpose. So Trey, Kali, welcome to the Better Than Rich Show. Welcome to the Better Than Rich Show with your hosts, Andrew Biggs and Mike Abramowitz. The Better Than Rich Show helps ambitious leaders who are on a mission to leave the world better than they found it, change their perspective on what's important, increase their income and impact, and systemize their life and business. If you've ever struggled with finding your purpose, have felt disconnected or distracted, or found yourself going through the motions, this show will remind you that what you do matters and will re-inspire you to chase your highest dreams. It's time for you to become better than rich. We're super excited to have you here, man. Welcome aboard. Glad to be here, Mike. Thanks for having me. And for everyone watching right now, make sure you stick around because I can almost guarantee you're going to learn a lot of stuff and some of that stuff may change your life and may change the direction of your life. So don't underestimate me because of my age. I was telling Mike earlier that I look at myself like a thousand year old wizard. So I have a lot of value to bring and I'm super stoked to be here and have the opportunity to share it to everyone. So we're fired up to have you here because when we hear some of these accolades, that's what piqued a lot of the interest for us to have a combo. Let's dig right in, Trey. So when you say grow a brand, you're talking three to 700 different brands every month that you're helping grow their brand. What does that actually mean to you? And what does that mean to your clients? For sure. So when I use the word grow or growth, right, I'm referring to helping them gain more authority in their niche or industry. And what that means is that naturally, when we look at an Instagram account or any social media account, we have a complete perception of them based off their followers, their content and engagement rate, right? And when I say grow, that means we are expanding in one of those avenues, usually and more specifically, I'm referring to followers, because naturally, if we look at an account that has 10K plus followers versus an account that has 500, we automatically assume that the one with 10K plus has more credibility, has more influence, have worked with more clients, right? And we lean more towards that account. We're much more likely to work with them. A great example of that is if you get DM'd, right? And someone's prospecting, you get DM'd by three different accounts. Let's just say one has 
500 followers, one has 20K, and one has 300K followers. Who are you more likely to respond to? Who are you more likely to start a conversation with? Who are you more likely to follow back and engage with? It's all a psychological game. We're shifting to a digital era. Branding is so important with COVID and all these other pandemics that could pop out of nowhere, right? We never know when we only have our social media to get in contact with the clients. And that's our business card, right? That's our perception online. So it's very important we take care of that. And that's what we do with our clients. We help them brand them the right way, help them outshine their competitors, stand out from their competition, grow organically on the platform and take advantage of the algorithms. Let's dig into some of this. So I know I really like the way you said Instagram is like the digital business card. Would you say Instagram, is that the key? So if, if someone's listening here, it's like, all right, I got to start with Instagram because other people might say TikTok or YouTube or Facebook or LinkedIn, or, you know, I guess it depends on the goals or the objectives of the client, but can you speak to which platforms make the most sense and how do you make sense of each of those platforms? Great question. So Instagram is the best platform in terms of networking and for it to be your actual business card. Because nowadays when we ask people to share their contact or to get their number, one of the first questions isn't what's your YouTube or what's your TikTok or what's your Facebook? It's almost always what's your Instagram. So that's usually the first social media platform that comes up. And when we're communicating with someone, that perception of your Instagram is going to make a huge difference on how they look at you, how seriously they take you and so forth. And they could not be taking you seriously at all. Then suddenly when they see that you're verified or something crazy of 100k plus followers, they're going to look at you completely differently. They're going to treat you completely differently and uh, so forth. And Instagram is just the main way that I generate most of our income, right, with our companies. But TikTok and YouTube, I definitely wouldn't forget about those. If you're really trying to build a brand and gain a real organic audience, those are great platforms. TikTok's probably the best platform for gaining an organic audience fast and gaining mass exposure fast and gaining influence. Now, you may not be able to monetize that right away like you could with Instagram, but it's still a great way to build an organic audience. So if you're looking to really make an impact right? TikTok is the way to go. The algorithm will naturally match your content up with the type of content that you engage with, and it will naturally adjust to the people that are engaging with your content. And vice versa with YouTube, right? That's a great platform as well to start building subscribers on, and it's a high value platform. So these brands, like it could be Doritos or any entrepreneur real estate companies that want to partner with influencers or anyone in general, and they're looking for brand partnerships. YouTube is actually the highest paying platform. What I mean by that is that when you have a million subscribers, you're going to get paid a lot more than someone with a million followers in most cases. So it's actually very valuable to have subs on YouTube because those subs are very loyal, right? So when you have a million people on following on Instagram, not all of them are probably going to engage with you. Not all of them probably even know who you are. They may have just saw it in the Explorer, but with YouTube, usually the subs are much more fan-based and much more engaging and so forth, which makes a big difference on how much you get paid out and the value of that asset of itself. And, you know, I've gotten to the point where I built up my Instagram to a point where, you know, it's a cash flow machine for me, but now I want to gain more influence over more people. And I want to really get my brand out there organically and get mass exposure. Best platforms are going to be TikTok and YouTube for that. If you're looking to pick a platform to build your business on, I definitely recommend start off with Instagram, move towards TikTok, and then eventually get to YouTube. So that's kind of the order of importance that I would say. And many of our audience is not looking to necessarily monetize their brands per se, like to grow their subscriber list. It would probably be more so to expand their reach so that way more people know they exist. Just the marketing component for social, if the intent is to get more people, more eyeballs on my digital business card, there's a lot of people that will say, yeah, I'll help you get that blue check mark or they'll buy like a bot or someone that would just get you a bunch of followers or something like that. But you use the word organic. 
And that's the key component here where it's not just like, let me just go get a bunch of bots to follow me or whatever it might Mm be, or how might someone expand that organic reach for Mm -hmm. those three platforms that you just said, Instagram, LinkedIn, or Instagram, YouTube, and TikTok? For sure. As I mentioned, Instagram probably has the worst algorithm for growing organically, unfortunately, because their algorithm naturally suppresses the poor and favors the rich. And because Instagram is such a high value platform, people are dumping all this money into it to try to stand out from their competitors and so forth. Instagram and Meta specifically, who runs Facebook and Instagram, are very aware of this. So they've set a lot of different restrictions and punishments for anyone that they see cutting corners. So you have to be very careful with moving with Instagram, right? Again, with TikTok, though, if you are using simple hashtags like hashtag for you page and different hashtags that align with your post, you could have Instagram is not like this at all. This is what's crazy. On TikTok, you could post your first video and get a million views on it organically. Instagram, that's never going to happen. Instagram takes time. It's a compound effect. You got to spend a lot of time on it. Right now, the algorithm on Instagram is favoring reels. So your best bet is if you post reels with trending sounds. And that's how it is with all these platforms, trending sounds, trending hashtags. That's what you got to aim for. Match your content with what's trending, right? And if you get really lucky, you create your own trend. And that's how you really go viral, right? But if you want consistent amount of views, match up the trends, and it's a game. You got to learn to play it. Social media is a game. And these people who are gaining hundreds of thousands of followers every single week, they just figured it out. They know what catches eyeballs. They know how these algorithms work and so forth. And just because, you know, let's just say that they're 40 years old, that doesn't mean you shouldn't use TikTok because that demographic isn't there. They actually are there. They're hiding behind the scenes. I can guarantee that. And another thing is that we're living in a digital era where the people now, right, the people that are 30 now that are on TikTok all the time, right, they're going to be 40 eventually. And they are getting most of their leads from TikTok. So you have to go from the long-term play. So it's best to establish it while the algorithm is working very well now, because I can guarantee this, these algorithms will get harder and harder to grow on. As everyone thinks that they can be a content creator, it's naturally going to suppress the new people that come on. TikTok's fairly new right now. And that's how it's the best platform for getting that type of exposure on. YouTube Shorts trying to compete with TikTok. And that's why YouTube Shorts are being favored by YouTube and vice versa with Instagram Reels. But yeah, I mean, it's all about getting your product or brand in front of as many eyeballs as possible and many touch points as possible, right? And trust me, it can make a difference, even if it's just referrals. Because when you're giving people free value, the law of reciprocity, they naturally want to give you something back in return. So if you keep giving people free advice and free value, whatever it may be, naturally, they're going to feel like they owe you something. So then when you launch a mini course, or then when you launch a smaller ticket product, or if you're looking for a referral program, they're going to be subconsciously incentivized to give you something in return, even though you may have not theoretically given them anything money-wise, discount-wise, or so forth. Yeah. I want to come back to one thing you said, and then I want to follow up with what you just said about the adding value. One of the things you said is uh, some of these people can find the trends, like trending songs Mm -hmm. or trending music or trending language. Is there like a trick to that? Or how might someone know what's considered trending? For sure. So a great way to do that is by being active on the platform and you'll naturally like notice certain stuff popping on your for you page. And then also is you got to follow the people that are the leaders in the industry that you want to take over. So let's just say if you're someone in, um, let's just say you're a dancer, as an example, like and you're looking for the next big trending sound in that niche, you got to follow the big dancers and what songs they're posting and so forth, right? And then usually when you notice a sound or a trend, and it could be for real estate, it could be for remodeling, interior design trends, the people that you follow, you'll notice them start posting similar trends. So you have to follow people to see that you can't follow zero people, you got to follow the leaders in your industry, and you can't be envious of them or so forth. You just got to learn from them. 
right? They're giving you hints. And if you do exactly what I say this all the time, success always leads trails, right? So if I'm a chef and I give you a recipe and you use that recipe, you're going to get the dish, correct? So it's the same thing applies with success or succeeding on TikTok or Instagram and so forth. If you're following someone and nowadays entrepreneurs, TikTokers, famous people around the world, they're studied so well, so in depth, how they think, what they do and so forth. You just have to figure out exactly what they did and implement it. And naturally, the law of cause and effect will come in place, right? So again, it's really about just being consistent, persistent, and learning and growing trial and error. And eventually, you will get the rhythm. You will start gaining your audience, and the algorithm will match you up. And you know, you also have to set deadlines for your goals. Because if you're not hitting your deadlines, and you're setting realistic deadlines for your goals, there's something wrong, and something needs to be adjusted. Something needs to be changed. And don't be afraid to try to get advice from people that are experts in the industry, or whatever it may be. But sometimes you have to take fault for it. If you're posting the same stuff over and over, and it's not gaining traction on TikTok, you got to try something different. You got to try new things. You got to get out of your comfort zone. Maybe you have to bring on a better editor. Maybe you have to pay more attention to trends. Maybe you need to get more eye-grabbing content, figure out, okay, the algorithm works like this. So within the first three seconds, they're going to decide if they're going to watch this, keep watching this video or not. So you maybe you need to grab their attention faster. And then you need to wait longer to give them what they're looking for, right? If you're about to teach them the secret recipe strategy, don't give it to them at the beginning of the video, give it to them at the end of the video. So it's really just about being a student, right? Just be a student in your craft. And eventually, if you stay persistent, you, you will get results. Yeah, that's great. I'm glad I asked that question because listener, I would go back and just re-listen to that, that little rant right there because that's really good to help you find the trends. Another thing that you mentioned was add value. I think there's so many people that just want to take, especially like we joke about the hey girl message, right? It's like, hey girl, I think you'd be really good for this new legging company or this protein shake or whatever. So how do you teach your clients or what, what is your approach to value adding versus just trying to take because there's a lot of people in the marketplace that are just trying to take as much as possible. So what's your theory? What's your process? What's your approach to adding value, whether it be in their inbox or in the post or a little bit of both or just in general? For sure. So what's funny is that what immediately came to my head is when you travel to another country and you're just trying to mind your own business, you got all these people trying to shove stuff in your face saying, buy this, buy this, buy this, buy this. Isn't it annoying? Whatever I do, it's not going to be paying them, right? I want to pay the person that's helping me get to where I need to go or just offering free value or giving me a free sample or something in return. Again, the law of reciprocity is so real. I promise you that. And everyone needs to understand this. You know something that someone doesn't know. And it could help them a lot to give them that piece of information. Don't feel like you need to hog all the stuff that you've gained over time in your industry. Like, no, my competitors might see it. No, no, no. That's not how you need to think. You need to just be nice, be generous, give out value. Let's just say, you know, I'm a marketing expert. Why would I not share all these marketing tips and tricks? Because now I'm gaining all of these other people that are in marketing that may want to work for me or may want to refer me business or may want to follow me and just help me with the algorithm that helps me get in front of my clients. You got to be honest with yourself. Like what type of content would you want to see? You have to put yourself in these other people's position. If you're a follower, what content and you're going to buy from you, what do you want to see? What's going to attract them? What's going to get their attention? For instance, like in the PR space, I may want to give a free value video on what's the top five articles you should start off with and maybe how you could get them for the cheapest price rather than trying to close them on it. Because then they still may want to work with me and say, well, I don't feel like doing all that, but I trust you now, Trey, because you were honest and transparent with me. So how can I work with you? right? It's about building trust. Like there's two parts of a sale. There's value and trust. Keep that in mind. So if you're already providing the value there, you just have to get them to trust you and they're going to work with you. And value and trust are directly parallel and correlated. If you can consistently keep bringing value, then they're going to trust you. And money is just an exchange for value at the end of the day. So keep that in mind. That's great. 
Yeah, another great rant. I appreciate that. And one of the things that we want to do is as entrepreneurs, as business people, we want to make sure we're separating ourselves from the marketplace. And I love what Trey said. It's like, we've been on the receiving end of this so many times and we know what we like and we know what we don't like. So we can model what we like and we can avoid doing what we don't like. So this is really good. I do want to take a quick tour in a different direction because you experienced something during COVID, which was unique, where you decided and you got courted by a friend and you could go into the story however you like, but you got courted by a friend to bring you into a direction towards a celebrity giveaway and in the States didn't necessarily have the demographic that you wanted to target. So you found the demographic that you can target and in, in Brazil and found like mm-hmm. influencers to kind of support and using OPM, other people's money and other people's resources and networks. If you could walk us through a little bit about the starting place, because I think a lot of entrepreneurs and people listening to the show right now could probably relate to having to pivot in the marketplace a little bit, or especially as we're pretty much in this economic unique time. We always are, but we're definitely there right now and some people might need to pivot. So I'd love for you to speak to that, just the story of kind of how you launched from like zero to hero, how you got that thing rolling. And then from there, I'd like to, as you go through and take us through that journey of targeting these people in Brazil, like what is that built for you? What type of life do you now lead because of the decisions that you made back in 2020 and now we're in 2022? And then we'll kind of fast forward and say, now what is that? What now that that foundation is laid, what is that building you towards in the future? So can you walk us through a little bit of that that path? Because I really love that story a lot. 100%. Let me start off with this. Chances make champions. So if you never, again, step out of your comfort zone and do stuff that you know you're not used to, you're never going to move. You can't be scared. Fear is the number one thing that holds people back in life. And it held me back for so long. I was scared of what my parents would say. I was scared about what my friends are telling me I can't do. Listen, life's a main character game. You got one shot. You got to make the most of it right? And you have so much time, you don't realize, people don't realize how much time they're wasting on a daily basis. People ask, Trey, do you regret going to college since you dropped out? And I said, no, because it taught me time management, which is something that is one of the most valuable skills out there. But uh, yeah, basically tried making money before, done like different things and so forth. I've tried growing brands. I've tried doing mini courses, tried all this different type of stuff. I always would just outreach and network with people when I had nothing really to give them. So I would start off, you know, I always knew I wanted to do something with Instagram. So I started building an engagement group. So I would DM people and I'd just say, hey, do you want to join my engagement group? We're going to comment each other's posts and help each other with the algorithm. So that was kind of my breakthrough scene. I was making no money. I was just giving free value to the community, right? Not monetizing at all and so forth. I tried different things, just didn't work. But really what the turning point was, was my buddy Stefan showed me this movie called The Secret. And The Secret really made me like rethink my entire life. Taught me about the law of attraction and basically to look at everyone like magnets. Whenever we put out, we attract. And I realized that I never figured out what I wanted. So if you don't have targets, how are you ever going to hit it? You need to target in every category of life. And I've realized that an analogy that I always use is that we're like sailboats setting out to sea, right? Or a pirate ship. And when we set out to sea and you don't set an X mark on the map, guess what's going to happen? You're going to go with the wind, the current, your friends, your family, whatever they tell you. Go, you need to go to get your MBA. You need to go get your PhD. You need to do this. You need to do that, right? And you're listening to people that aren't in the position that you want to be in. And that's the craziest part about it is that you're listening to people that you should not be taking their advice at all. And when I saw that movie, I remember coming home and I was like telling my family, I was just like, oh my gosh, like I've discovered the secret, you know, like I know how to get to the treasure now. My brother and sister, I love deeply and they are geniuses. They got their 4.0s at, you know, UVA Dart in Business and William and Mary Master, both MBA scholars. And they were telling me like, you know, nothing about money. What are you talking about? Blah, 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 blah. 
you know, because again, it's annoying. It really is kind of annoying to have this young kid kind of just start saying like, I'm going to make 10,000 a month, blah, 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 which is like dream salary in a lot of cases. And I just like remember getting a piece of paper and I grew up on like a farm type of setting. So when I was going to school, my goal was to not step in chicken crap on the way to school type of thing. So, and I'd wake up in the morning, I'd let my chickens out, I'd feed them corn, I'd do all that stuff. And I would get dropped off in the worst beat up pickup truck by my dad. And I always wondered kind of like, why don't we have nice things? And it just wasn't something my family was into. And if I followed what my family told me to do, I'd go down the exact same path they did. I'd always get the used car, the used stuff or the stuff that wasn't really what I wanted. And I realized, you know, you can have anything you want. You just got to figure out what you want. So I ignored everyone. I'm a winner. I believe that if you're not playing to win, why are you here? Go home. Just how I am with sports, how I am with school. As you can see, 4.0, captain of the soccer team. It's what I do. I finally did it. That movie, I, if I hadn't saw that movie, I probably would have gotten like beat back down and, you know, stayed back in my cage and just wouldn't have done what I really wanted to do. But anyways, I remember I was with my buddy Stefan, who at the time was so inspiring to me because he was making 30, 50,000 a month at 18 years old. He may have been 19 at the time, but it was just a crazy amount of money. And I'm thinking in my head, like, I am so much smarter than Stefan. What the heck? I was thinking, my head, if he can do it, I can do it times 10. We all have that person in our life. <laughs> and Stefan's my best friend in the world, you know, and I was thinking in my head, he knows it too. He showed me that movie, he showed me the secret. And when I saw that, I was just like, all right, let's dive into it. How can we make money with Instagram? Like, what can we do here? And, you know, not knowing very much, I knew there was a correlation. It's very interesting how this played out. I knew that for some reason, influencers and celebrities always look like they have money and the people that are with them look like they have money. You never see Brad Pitt hanging out with someone poor, right? So like I realized this, I was like, if you're around celebrities, you're going to have money. So like I figured, okay, how can I get connected to celebrities? What can I do to these celebrities to make money? What is a way where we both win? What's a win-win scenario where I hang out with the celebrity I get to meet them. I get to join their network. And then at the same time, they're getting some benefit from me as well. And then, you know, naturally law of attraction. I saw this happen overnight almost. And I saw these giveaways going on Instagram, like David Dover giving away Teslas, partnering up with one brand. He's giving away five Teslas and stuff like that. And I'm thinking, hold on, how are they making honey here? I, I reverse engineered the process. And I was like, this is gold. This is new. This is something I could do. I'm going to beat everyone in the space at this. Like there's problems that can be solved here. I know so many people that want to grow their brand and then figured out like, okay, like I'm going to do it. So I started messaging these people, you know, these US influencers and they started responding. I didn't realize how easy it was to get connected to these people. They're all regular people. And a lot of people, again, they don't ever find things out because they don't actually try. And that's really what it comes down to. Like if you don't ask questions, you don't get answers, right? If you don't do anything, you won't get results. So I tried. People were getting back to us and their prices were outrageous. I was like, what the? This is like, I can't afford this. This is impossible. But at the same time, I never think it's impossible. It's just like, okay, what can I do here? So then I got a little bit, I had to invent, I had to get creative, which changed everything for me. And that's when I was like, what if we just DM people that aren't in America that probably are going to charge less? So I started DMing girls and guy influencers of millions of followers in Brazil and seeing how much they cost in like Reyes, our Brazil reels. I literally would Google translate Portuguese to English messaging like, oi, bom dia, banana, and I'd be Google translate mean stuff and we'd get the rates and they'd be like five, eight times cheaper, like so much cheaper. And I was like, okay, cool. Like we were getting somewhere here, but now it's like, I still don't have any money. So what can I do here? So I started messaging people out there and there was something in the space that I realized there was a problem. All of these giveaways and sponsorship spots, they all had estimates in place. They didn't have guarantees. And I was the first person to decide what if we cared less about making money and more about satisfying the client. 
Because what if you have, you know, a guarantee that they're going to gain a certain amount of followers and you fall way short of that? The client's not going to be happy, but they have no competition. So everyone's just going to keep buying from them because it's their only option. They want to like gain mass exposure. So I came out with the guarantees. I think my first giveaway, I made like $300 profit and I collected a good amount, like $6,000 and I made like nothing. But I was inspired. The proof of concept was there. I was ready to rock and roll. And from there, it just, everything changed at that moment. The sparkle in my eye cannot be dimmed. I saw the vision. I knew where I was going. I started hosting multiple campaigns and I would just leverage, I would sell pre-sale spots. So because I didn't have money, I'd go out and sell spots for, let's just say $300 a spot. And I'd sell 60, 80 of these spots. And I'd use that money coming in to send to the influencer. And I'd work out on the contracts that they would pay. I'd pay them after they posted so I couldn't get scammed. I'd work out all this different stuff. You know, I was trying to figure out how to ship prizes globally in Brazil. And during the time of COVID, like the prizes would get caught in transit. And there was so much problem, so much pain, so much stress that went into this. It's not all like flowers and daisies. I got to ask a question. I'm very curious on this. What did the hell is a celebrity giveaway? So you said people are giving away Teslas and stuff. Can you actually give us the example like that $300? You made $6,000 collect. You kept $300. What do you do with $5,700? Like, how does that get dispersed? Like, how do we actually do this? Like, what does that mean? So what I love about it is I don't like math. I like simple stuff. So you got the influencer, right? Let's say this influencer has 3 million followers and they have a really engaging audience. They're getting 10,000 comments a post. And we know with our math that if we give away $2,000 worth of value in Brazil, like there's going to be 10,000 people that participate in this giveaway to win two grand. Because in a third world country, that's a lot. That's the beautiful structure, right? So how can our clients win? We win and the influencer win, and the people participating in the giveaway win. Well, this is how we do it. We say, we partner up with the influencer. They say, hey, everyone, we partnered up with QuickChomp, and we're going to give away all of these prizes. All you have to do is follow everyone we follow to win. We sell those sponsorship spots to brands to have a chance of growing their brand in our campaign, and we set a minimal guarantee that they'll gain during that giveaway. And then all the people that enter, we would host lives on our giveaway account. And literally, I have a video of this. I have like a bunch of old videos of us going on to QuickChomp Live and saying, like trying to like Google Translate as all like the hundreds of viewers are on there to see who the winner is. We'd select the winner. We'd give away the prize. So we know our hard cost is $2,000 for the prize. And then we know the influencer cost is just say $4,000. So we know what our hard costs are going to be. But at the same time, not everything is smooth like that. Sometimes the influencer does great. And sometimes the influencer severely disappoints us. So we have to have enough budget, right, for these campaigns for us to book backup influencers, right? So let's just say one influencer only delivers 4K followers and we meet at 10K. Now we got to, you know, have a huge amount of budget to the side because we care more about delivering for our clients than anything else, right? And the best part about this is just like the quality was so good and clients were loving it. You know, most of our clients live in the United States and they were loving the Brazil followers because they're just organic, real. You know, a lot of them were engaging and they were quality, you know, they were quality. A lot of them were like cute girls, good looking guys. So a client would be like someone, let's say the client is better than rich as the example, client better than rich. And we say, hey, we want 10,000 followers. I'm going to pay you, let's say using the $2,000, I'm going to give you $2,000 to go bring 10,000 people, 10,000 eyeballs mm -hmm. to my account. Yeah. Go make that happen. Then you take that $2,000 and you're going to buy whatever you're going to buy. Maybe it's more than 2,000, you know, but using, using this example, um, you're going to take some of that $2,000 and give to an influencer. And you're going to take some of that $2,000 to have some sort of prize mm -hmm. of value. Correct. That influencer then goes to their audience and says, Hey, do you want this really cool $1,500 prize? Uh, you do. All you need to do is go follow better than rich. 
as long as you follow their page, then you're going to get entered into a raffle for this giveaway. Am I missing something? Is that is that what this is? Is that kind of like that's basically exactly what it is. And it's worth it to me as the business owner to spend some of these dollars to get these eyeballs Eyeballs to my account. And like, it's just really about having social proof, right? So you have so many competitors, like so many other podcasts as an example, right? People want to work with the Joe Rogan podcast. The podcast has got 8 million followers and is getting all these different views. And just naturally, you know, we're more enticed to click on a video that's got 200K views versus 2,000 views, right? That's really just like the formula of what it is. And you just have to be consistent because once you gain those followers, you got to retain the followers, right? You got to keep posting out content and you got to leverage that to keep growing organically by sticking with these trends, right? It's not as simple as just gaining and now you're good to go. There's a lot of stuff you have to be consistent with, you have to implement. But now we shifted more into targeted growth. So we have a lot more niche specific. So we actually focus more on gaining clients smaller amounts, but just more targeted because just the algorithms have changed since we did that business. And, you know, a key thing from running a company is you got to be flexible and you got to be able to shift and adapt to the market. Adaptation is key. So now we're adapting to different things. And also like where I'm at now, like we've just evolved. Like I went through a recent merger and acquisition and we're mostly now just a social media agency that helps anyone with anything you can imagine social media related from building websites, anything branding really to getting you into earned media and so forth, right? So what you can imagine with social media, we can fulfill and we take pride of that. And currently, I really don't know too many agencies that could possibly be bigger than us in terms of volume and what we're doing right now and the impact that we're making. What's the name of the agency? Our new name under the merger is S99 Agency. That is a new name. And I'm so stoked for that because this is the first time I actually have like a real finance team and, you know, a CMO, a COO, and a big sales team and so forth. We have a number of different websites. We have full-time ads team going on. And now I'm finally shifted away from just like being that Instagram guy to actually running a real company. Great book. It's called The E-Myth, right? And it talks about how you cannot be the business as an entrepreneur. You have to run the business. You have to look at the businesses as different boxes, build these businesses and have them run themselves, Right. I made my money, you know, I did best and I'm still doing that. But now I'm running a company that's helping people do that at scale with a much higher market cap. So now that we're in public relations and so forth, us being eight figures, nine figures, it's very attainable. And you have to have the infrastructure and the framework to build that. So I was willing to go take when I was running Quick Jump at the time, which I still do, it's just under the merger now. So there's a list of other companies under S99, like a holdings company and so forth. But you have to be willing to take less profit to be able to do more, to just do more, do more business. And so so I was making, you know, hundred percent and, you know, I don't make a hundred percent of the profits anymore, but now I have the framework to do 10 X plus revenue. So making hundred K months, you know, we can do a million a month. I want to come back to this idea that you had in Brazil and then we'll jump back to more present day, but you realize there's this opportunity. You connected on the opportunity, you put a whole whopping $300 in your pocket and you said, wow, there's a proof of concept here. So that was the epiphany. And then from that epiphany, how did that lead to that first 10k month. So let's just say we have 80 people, 80 sponsors at the giveaway, right? All want to grow their brands times 300. That's $24,000. So if we sold 80 spots, so if I'm just DMing people every single day, and then suddenly I have all these other social media marketing agencies that want to resell spots for us, like, wow, you have guarantees. Wow, the followers are great. We want to sell this. So it just all like I solved a huge problem in the market. And naturally, agencies were wanting to sell my services so bad, right? And people were buying. It's like passive income. I had companies buying eight, 12 slots for me. What does a slot mean? 
So like one of the people were following during the giveaway, we'd max and back then we'd max it at 60 or 80, depending on the amount of promoters we had and how big they were. Um, we actually had an advisor in Brazil that would literally host these Brazil giveaways. So there were people hosting these giveaways in Brazil, but they were all speaking Portuguese. So there was no one that could do this in America because they couldn't even try to get American clients because anytime you get a message and it's all foreign, you're not going to go take the time. You will translate it, go back, you know? So like we were solving a huge problem in the US and we were just communicating with people that were running them and they were helping us book our giveaways and so forth, book our talent and making it a lot easier because they can, you know, they're bilingual. If you sell 80 slots at $300, that's $24,000. You spend 5K on the influencer and 2K on prizes, you make a lot of profit really fast, right? Obviously, when you're building a company, though, you have a lot more unexpected costs. You know, you need other promoters, you need to give away more prizes, whatever it may be. So it's not all just like pure profit. But you can imagine, you know, once we started hosting two giveaways a month and the spot prices go up and now it's a bigger giveaway. So now you're charging $600 instead of 300 and you're selling 80 slots. You're doing 50,000 a month gross, right? And literally within three months, we were doing that. And um, it, it's crazy, literally zero to hero. Like it happened very fast. And on top of that, I've landed a client named Jake who ends up kind of mentoring me for a little bit. And I end up moving in with that client in Vegas. We ended up getting a mansion together and just keep leveling up together and so forth. And it was just awesome because there was only so much that Jake could teach me. But what he could do for me is he could show me it's possible. And he was the person that really pushed me to drop out. And Jake was paying me, to give you guys an example, I was a college kid and Stefan referred me Jake. And Jake was paying me 3000 a month just to send DMs off his account. So what that means is that two times a week, I'd work four hours a week doing this. And all I would do is I'd go to everyone who's ever DM before and I'd send them the same script over and over and over again. He was paying me 3000 a month and that's all profit. I'm not paying this. I'm the one doing it. It's all profit. 3000 a month doing that. When you get a client like that, imagine how my family was thinking. My parents thinking I'm selling drugs. My brother and sister are like, what the hell? This is not real. Like they've never seen anything like this before. I remember I went to, you know, like uh, one of the graduations, they were having a celebration at UVA and you got these people that have spent the long time in school and so forth. And they're literally coming up to me, asking me for advice, like grown adults and, you know, people that major in business and start a business. And they still don't know how business works really because it's an experience based thing. Right. So they learned all the vocabulary words that I don't know, but they don't know what to do. Where do I start and all these things? So, again, the biggest thing I can tell you is get started if you haven't gotten started yet and be flexible, adapt, learn. You got to stay consistent long enough to get results. Right. And you have to see something. You just have to provide value to the market. That's really what it is. You got to look at the industry that you're in and how can you provide value? And the more value you can provide at scale, the more money you're going to make and the more problems you're going to solve, the more money you're going to make. Trey, that's awesome. And essentially, you found this need in the marketplace. You found a way around it. I think the big light bulb is like, let me go to another country. Wow, our dollar is worth more to them. And we could be more profitable for our company. Uh, and also be able to still get the same outcome for our clients. And I really love that using the Google Translate, uh, just adapting a little bit, and then using other people's money in order to satisfy the needs that, and the promises and fast forward two years in just two years, uh, am I correct with the statistic that you've collected cash collected over $3 million have gone through your hands over yeah. the course of epiphany and this breakthrough that you had a couple of years ago? 
100%. My tax return last year, it was over a million dollars. Tax return this year is going to be a good amount over a million. Like year 2020, when I was like first started Quick Jump, we cash collected 300,000 that short last like six month stretch. So we've been three, four Xing pretty consistently. But yeah, you know, I'm very grateful to have been able to done that and to gain that experience. And there are a lot of ups and downs. What I will say is to any entrepreneur that's watching this right now, I understand you. People don't realize how much anxiety we have to carry on a daily basis on when our business could fall apart or complete. It's crazy, right? To choose the path of an entrepreneur is not an easy path. It is hard. It is tough, but the rewards are great. The person that you have to become in order to become successful is so worth it. So in order to achieve something you've never had before, you have to become someone you've never been before. But if you think about you're 22 right now, you're producing seven figures a year at this point, I'm assuming you get to a place where either you're going to increase your lifestyle to a point where it's like, oh, this is just like buying Lamborghinis. Like we say our arch nemesis is like Ty Lopez because it's just like better than rich is more of like the the, the inner work and real wealth and whatnot. And a lot of things in the outside world versus the inside world. So I'm assuming you're going to get to a point where you can only have enough vacations. You can only have enough mansions and enough cool shit that you're fired up about. I'd actually love to talk more about the spiritual stuff and the inner well, stuff and the money stuff. I'm not interested in the money. The money, I'm very comfortable right now. I only went through this and did this because I knew my real vision. My real vision is to make an impact on the world, right? My full-time job is about to be a content creator. I want to be pushing out my wisdom and anything I can help anyone with online. And I generally don't want anything in return. I just want to make an impact on the world. I want to get to the point where I'm speaking on stage. I have people that tell me every time I meet them, like, Trey, you've really got it. Like, you need to start speaking more. You need to get your content out more. I truly believe in myself. I believe that I will be the best at whatever I choose to be. And I believe that I can surpass every content creator right now that's an entrepreneur. Truly, money can distract people. People look at money like it's something special. It's not. In one sense, you know, it's just a piece of paper. It's just a digital number. And that's how you have to look at it. You got to make money chase you. You can't run after money. You evolve, make the money come after you. You're the magnet. And you got to understand that money is simply just a tool that you use to make the impact that you're looking for and simply to free your time. All I look at money is I'm just buying my time back. I got more time to do the things I need to do and want to do. Yeah, I'm sorry. But what are some of those things spending that time on? This, I love this. I love speaking to you, Mike. I love just really spreading my message and helping people. So now, you know, I'm in LA and I'm really just here to grow my network. And I want to really grow my YouTube channel to a million plus subs, my TikTok to a million plus, all organically, all naturally, just by using trends, algorithms, and so forth. What makes me happy, right, is when I have entrepreneurs that, you know, met me a year ago and they say, Trey, what you told me back then changed my life. And now I've made, you know, 500,000. I'm doing everything I want to do. Right. So like that's the type of thing I enjoy. Right. Because, again, I'm at a very you've got to get to a point where you're comfortable enough. So you got to get enough comfortable amount of money in your bank account and then do what you're passionate about. And what I'm passionate about as a light worker, you know, I told you I look at myself like a candle. We look at everyone like a candle and my flame's so bright. And some people, their flames, get they dim down. They get told you can't do this. You can't do that. The world is a dark and evil place. It's messed up here, right? So it's easy for your candle to just have really dim light. You're done with this world. You know what I mean? And I want to be that flame that re-sparks their flame. Their flame lights up. Their, that flame lights up more flames. And I want to inspire people. I want to help people. And I really just want to follow the golden rule of life, which is treat others how you want to be treated. And I'm a very transparent. I say it how it is because you need someone to say it how it is. You don't need people to lie to you. 
you need people to say exactly how it is. That way they can face the truth and take control of their ship and go to where they need to go to go to the X mark on the map because all the people that have just been lying to them, they think that they're being nice to them, but they're really just misleading them. They're leading them down a delusional path where they think that they're playing in this game, but a game has completely different rules and boundaries and so forth. But I want to wake people up, wake people up from the matrix. So like it's a big thing. That's why you all, I always wear outfits like this. Like via Neo. Trey, if you could just speak to a specific, if you had to give two, two specific examples of life beyond the money, like you could take away the names. We don't need the names, but just like where is life beyond the money? Just kind of paint that picture for us just a little bit. When you say you got, you got a million subs and you're sharing this message, give me a taste of how a human life, maybe two different humans were really, truly better because of your message, what that message was. The first thing I want to say in regards to the money outlook and things is that humans are the only animals on earth that have to pay to live here. Keep that in mind. We're the only like money, this money thing. I think one of the proudest things that I've done for people is point them in direction. And I don't know if there's anything specific I, I would mention, but really working with people and showing them truth. So I had a guy who had a very rough childhood and he was an entrepreneur and so forth. But again, he was money hungry, just not really doing the best business, doing all this stuff. And I had to really break it down to him. I said, listen, you know, this is how the world works. Whatever you put out is what you're going to get back. And all these things that you're doing, it's going to come back to you and it's not going to end well. And even if you get away with everything that you've done or you continue down this route, it's just not going to, it's just like if you continue to be a drug dealer, inevitably you're going to get caught. You're going to hurt your reputation so forth. And I believe that the highest frequency is love. I believe that if everyone loved each other, then the world would be, you know, a utopia. So what I try to tell people is that you need to really focus on the spirituality side of things, because at the end of the day, like there's something so much more than what's going on this earth. Like you got to just zoom out. The best thing is zoom out. Look around you. There's no such thing as randomness. Everything has a purpose from every tree to every element that's on earth to so forth, to the moon, to the sun, to the 280 billion galaxies. Life was started here somewhere for another on a reason. There's a cause and effect, a law of cause act, right? But I helped this guy get realigned. I just kind of helped him wake him up. He didn't have a good example growing up. I worked with him over and over again. I talked to him. I would just donate my time to him, really. He started reading the Bible. He started getting into it, meditating, and his business took off. And he's also just like overall better person. I, and the, all the stories are very similar like that. And what I will say is that the people that do change stuff, that's probably the 2% of people I talk to. 98% of people are going to hear this and just not do anything. And I asked that because our show, the Better Than Rich show is exactly that. I was kind of joking around like the Ty Lopez, the Lamborghini, the mansions, like there's life deeper. There's a deeper purpose to life. And listener, you could go back. We have episodes on purpose and core values and crafting your vision statements. So we have episodes around this. And what I'm hearing from you, Trey, is that if you make money as the center of your business and center of your pursuit, eventually it's going to come down to what is the intent behind that money. And for you, that money for the intent was, let me free up my time so I can help more people. And if we had to fast forward to 30-year-old Trey, what is helping people? What is the last eight years? So now you're 30 years old. I'll be doing this until my day comes. But speaking on stage around the world is 100%. I want to be speaking in front of hundreds of thousands of people. I want to be sharing them just as much wisdom as value I can get them to align them with their purpose, their dream life, and to show them that it's possible. Show them that all you need is your brain. You just need your hands and your brain. You need a strong work ethic. And 
you need to have a deeper purpose. Like, you know, you need to know why are you doing this for? Everyone has gone through life differently. Everyone has had different experiences, different pain points. And so if you grew up in an orphanage and you become successful, you can go back and help all of those kids that were in the same position you were in, which is so powerful, right? And for me, I grew up around animals my whole life. So seeing dog, straight people help people treat dogs and cats and how they just kick them off. Definitely want to do something with animals down the line. I want to help as many people as possible. I want to buy huge amounts of land and create reservations for animals. And this is a bunch of different stuff that I want to do in that regard. But speaking on stage is going to be something I'm going to be very into all around the world. I want to be a best-selling author, a massive content creator. So what that means is that if you are an entrepreneur, you're going to know my name. So anyone from any age that's looking to live your dream life or looking to get what you want out of life or looking to find your purpose or looking for something meaner, just looking for truth or answers to who you are, you know, who Mike is, who is Mike? In Japan, they say you have three faces. They say that you have the face that you show your friends and the people that you meet, the face that you show your close family to and your close friends and the face you show no one. Who is that person that's never seen that? You got to really ask yourself questions. Who is Trey? Who was the dream Superman version of myself that I'm looking to become? Am I kind? Am I loving? Am I traveling? You got to literally build out that. If you don't build targets, you're not going to hit them. It's impossible. It's literally impossible. Like imagine you're shooting a target blindfolded. Just how you're going to, it just doesn't make sense. It's like going into the woods and saying, I'm just going to walk around the woods until, you know, I magically find something I like, you know, rather than walking for a purpose. Yeah, but I definitely see myself as an author, speaker, content creator. I want to own my own charities. I want to own massive amounts of land for animals and so forth. I really would like to own my own educational system, my own private schools and so forth too, something in that nature. I would completely love to change the educational systems and the public systems that are implemented nowadays. People just don't understand this, but what's taught in the educational systems is not necessarily true at all in any form or fashion. History stands for his story. Science is literally something that we're teaching to be true when it's like you got this much science that we know to be true as of now when we're looking at infinite amount of information. There's just a lot of stuff I'd love to reshape. And I think as I grow as a person, as I grow spiritually and so forth, I think that's going to change. I love to become like a better example too. I think one of the big things is that with me, I think one of the things that was very hesitant on making the time for content is a lot of responsibility and accountability to be someone that influences someone. If you are a hypocrite on stage, that's like the word to me, that's terrible. So if I'm going to preach all this, I have to be able to do it in my own life, implement in my own life and practice it. It's a lot of responsibility. And I think it's just the same thing for you got kids that if you try to talk to them about anything, they just deny it because they don't want to be accountable for their actions, right? And to be a leader, the light has to shine off you. You can't force things down people's throats, right? You have to lead by example. And naturally, if you're a great leader, they'll see what you're doing over and over and over again, and they'll naturally follow right? And they'll be inspired by that. You can't just tell someone, you need to do this, you need to do this, you need to do it yourself. Because that's something that pisses me off. Someone that tells, like, take your own advice. You know what I mean? Someone that tells you to do something, they don't do it themselves. Well, Trey, I really love that because ultimately, I don't want to summarize and if I miss anything, but you're saying, let me use this life, this gift that I've been given to, I want to help as many people. I'm going to use my business as a vehicle to help people. So that way I can make money and free up my time. And then with that time, I could in turn help even more people and getting on these stages, influencing hundreds of thousands, millions of people, the message that you're capable, that your circumstances don't define you 
that no matter what your upbringing is or who other people say you need to be or whatever box society has tried to put you into, that's not the truth, that there is a bigger purpose as to why you're here and why you've been gifted life. And you want to be that light for other people. And it's really beautiful. You know, before we head for the exits, if there were some people who wanted to find you or learn a little bit more about S99 or anything that you're up to, what could be a call to action or for any of our listeners to be able to keep in touch with you? For sure. So our website is s99agency.com and it will be 100% up and ready to go by the time you see this video. And then you can find me on Instagram at Trey Colley, YouTube, Trey Colley, TikTok, Trey Colley, two wise. If you have any questions, DM me. This is what I do for a living. I check my messages. Just let me know. You know, you're coming from Mike's podcast. So I know to respond to you. So I also know that you're not wasting my time because I can't respond to every single person in the world that messages me because you only have so much time to give in a day. That's why I want to be able to answer these questions at scale. That's why I want to be a content creator so I can answer questions, answer very common questions all at once in a way, right? You know, anyone that wants to reach out to me, just let me know you saw this. And just the fact that you took the time to watch this means a lot to me. And I will gladly help you in any way I can. And Trey, we have three final quick, short hitting questions, rapid fire speed. Question number one that we like to ask our guests is, what do you think the world needs most of today? And love. So I think that people nowadays, everyone's separated for some reasons. There's a bad case of tribalism going on, right? So it's like, you didn't vote this way, so we can't be friends. You're not in this community, so we can't be friends. You don't believe this, so we can't be friends. It's a little baloney. Everyone's different. Everyone's going to have different preferences and opinions. Like you can't let that separate everyone as a core. Like people, as a society, need to come together and solve the real problems. We're never going to solve the problems behind the scenes unless we come together. And that starts with love. That starts with looking at everyone like they're your brother or sister or yourself, right? As soon as you start treating people how you want to be treated, with love, compassion, kindness, forgiveness, and so forth, then nothing's going to change. You can't keep saying, oh, well, he's not like that, or she's not like that, blah, blah, blah. You have to be the light that you want to see in the world. You have to be the change that you want to see in the world. Great. So, Number two, what are one to three books that you think people should read? I know you mentioned E-Myth. Uh, you also mentioned the Bible. What are one to three books that you think people should read right now? It depends on where you're at in this journey. I mean, The Secret's a great book, Think and Grow Rich. The Slide Edge, awesome book. Slide Edge is very high. The Four Hour Work Week. There is a number of books you could read. Cash advertising. There's a bunch of books too. It just depends on where you're at, and really like read them all. If a book interests you, take the time to read it. Learn how to fast read. Right. A lot of people make the mistake is they read when they're like laying down in bed and they're just kind of going slow and they read to sleep. That's not how you should read. If you really want to read, sit up put your book down and read, like really like go through it. And that way you read it much faster. Like I read, if I'm sitting up and I have my book down, I have my pen, I read so much faster than if I'm in my bed with my pen. I don't know why, but it's a true thing. I'm much more focused. I'm dialed in. Try to read one book a week, physically read one book a week. And then also in the meantime, when you're driving around, don't waste time listening to music and all this stuff that's just lowering your frequency. And because you could imagine instead of listening to music, if you listen to audiobooks, how much more value, how much more information you'd gain and how much more you'd evolve, right? A lot of people aren't successful because of time efficiency, right? And again, if you're not making a certain amount of money, it's simply because you haven't evolved to the person that you need to be able to make that kind of money, right? It's not about being a millionaire. It's not about making the millions. It's about the person you have to become in order to become a millionaire, right? Due diligence you have to go through, the work ethic, the sacrifice, and the knowledge that you gain, the people you meet, the experiences you go through, the perspectives you gain, 
right? That's where the real value of life is at. So if you're not willing to do anything, don't expect anything to change because if you change nothing, nothing will change. We can tell you all the keys, but if you don't go out and use them, it doesn't matter. We can give you the recipes, but if you don't make the dish, why even bother? So make sure you actually do this and stop procrastinating. Procrastinating will kill everyone. It will kill your dream every single time. Stop saying tomorrow. Stop saying next week. Do it today. You have the time. Don't tell me that. You have the time. Do it today. Get it over with. Rip the Band-Aid off, right? You think I want to be working 10 hours? You think I want to be waking up at 6 a.m.? No, you think Mike wants to be working all the time? No, no one wants to work all the time. We all want to be on vacation in Bali, eating our dishes and with our family or whatever it may be. We don't want to be working 24-7. We do it because we know the vision. We know what it takes, right? We know that if we don't do this, or we're going to sacrifice our dreams for it, right? You got to look at yourself. You got to zoom into the future. You got to look at yourself on the deathbed. You got to see all of yourselves that you could have been. And they're saying, wow, you could have brought us to life, but you're too lazy, right? And you know that's really what it comes down to is looking into the future and thinking, what will I regret not doing at this age? What will I regret not doing right now? score yourself every single day, have a productivity score. Every single day, I summarize what I did in the day and I give myself a productivity score. I plan every day the day before and I knock down, I write down, I say, you'll be surprised. I only did four out of the 10 things I was supposed to do today. I only did six out of the 20 things I was supposed to do today. And you're failing everything. Think about it. If you're getting below a 60%, you're failing the day. You're failing yourself right? You got to stay productive. You can't get distracted. If someone hits you up, a friend wants to hang out, how bad do you want it? You going to let that person pull you away from your goals? I love the passionate rant, brother. That's awesome. What a great rant from what books to read. (laughs) That's awesome. I love it. I love that we were to inspire that passion from you. Final question. What does it mean to be better than rich? To be better than rich means that you've really just have figured out and understand that there's something much deeper going on and that you are here for a reason. And I believe that everyone has a purpose in life and everyone can contribute to society in some way. And when you start looking at the angle of what can I help the world? How can I help other people instead of help myself? That's when everything will change. So it's really just shifting your perspective and your mindset on really what's going on, taking a deep breath and figuring out what you can do to become your best self because you can only change what you can change. You can only control what you can control. So first fix your own attributes, your own feelings, your own emotions, your own habits. And then once you get to this point, figure out what makes you happy and what your skill sets are and how you can use those skill sets to help society. And if everyone did that, it'd be a great place. I agree. So. I agree. Well, Trey, thank you so much for your time and uh, your wisdom and perspective today. And uh, listeners, I know this is going to be one of those episodes you want to kind of go back, play some of these clips and pen and paper, some of the content, social media enhancements that Trey shared earlier in the episode. So Thanks again, Trey. And assuming you listener, you got some value from this episode. It helped you. Well, it's your turn to help others by sharing it with a friend. Uh, You could subscribe on YouTube. You could leave a rating and review on Apple and Spotify. And as always, remember to leave today better than you found it. Till next time. Take care. Thanks for listening. If you enjoyed this episode and you'd like to help support the show, please share it with others. Post about it on social media or leave a rating and review. To catch all the latest from us, you can follow us on Instagram at better than underscore rich and join our Facebook group at the better than rich show. Thanks again for listening. We look forward to seeing you next time. And remember, leave today better than you found it.